He's back. Sports Radio is back. Here's the lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the lowdown. Today's show, Oilers host the Flames tonight. Jays in a must-win playoff game with the sky's sunny gray in Minneapolis. Did you know it's three minutes from Target Field, where they'll play this afternoon, to the Plymouth Building in Minneapolis? The Plymouth Building is where Mary Tyler Moore threw her hat at the beginning of the show. Some of you will go, oh my, and others will go, hey everybody, an old man is talking, but it's true. You can reach us at sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. Text or call 1-833-401-1440. And Twitter, at Low Tide, at Declan Kruger. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. They are the sponsor of this show, and they have great taste. Our guest today, Ian Harrison from the Associated Press, will talk Blue Jays. Must win today. I hate those damn must win games. Actually, they're exciting. Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. Mr. Excitement. You know, he's a friend of mine. And the things I say about him, man. And and the impersonations I do of him, totally unfair and unreasonable. And yet here I am. Uh, Jays, Twins, Gray versus Berrios. Uh, you know, what you hope if you're a Jays fan is they get out to a really big lead early. Like I'm talking five Cobb before uh, the Twins get to the plate. I was not impressed with the Jays' effort yesterday. I thought that, um, like later, I think it was the eighth inning, Guerrero rips a double, and you're like, okay, need patience at bat, get deep in the count, get the pitcher, you know, kind of questioning. I think it was 60 seconds and the inning was over. You know, you you want to redo on that. And you need to have more patience. And I like I know he's gunning it. I know he is. But you 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 needed two runs. Guerrero got on base. Hello. Man, that hurt. And now you have to win today. I know duh, but it really does put them in the hot seat. I'd start the lefty, it's not gonna happen, it's gonna be Barrios. Oilers Flames, there's some news today. I want to get to this because it's important. Ekholm, Niemelainen, and Kulak aren't going to play tonight. Uh, various states of unreadiness due to injury. And Jay Woodcroft keeps saying the same thing. Oh, they'll be ready. And he's starting to look like the Iraqi information minister. Remember him? The infidels have left the city. Meanwhile, there's tanks rolling in behind him. I don't know. Do you believe Jay Woodcroft? I like Jay Woodcroft as a coach. But I think misinformation is part of the information highway for sports teams. And I think the Oilers may be embellishing. And, you know, you can give me hell for it if you want on our text line at one 401 But the problem in life is you develop a past. And Jay Woodcroft's past is that he gives you some of the information and not all of it. And I'm not even saying that that's a bad idea. I'm just saying that from the outside, it's okay for us to call him on it. McLeod did skate today and then extra skated, so he's getting closer. Ekholm's the big one, but Kulak is pretty important too. We'll have the lineups in two shakes. I want to get to this because um, I always think that if a member of your family does something really special, you got to shout it out loud. And so 
Alberta's own Nickelback will perform at the second intermission of the NHL Heritage Classic on October 29th at Commonwealth Stadium. And, of course, that's the older brother of our own Declan Kruger. So congratulations, Declan. I guess you'll get free tickets and be able to go. I know you haven't offered me any, but that's nice. Yeah, it's a, well, he only gave me two. Uh, you didn't make the cut. I do apologize. But, yeah, big day for the Kruger family. Uh, I'll be sitting front row, probably hanging backstage. You know the family likes to stick together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a fun uh, going to be a fun concert, uh, going to be a fun game in between the concerts. Are you that. are you in that photograph that he mentioned in the song or, or no? I wasn't. Uh, I was just off to the side. I was visiting. <laughs> Visiting Hannah for the day. We had a lot of fun, great time. Everything that uh, he sang about in that song, we did do. I can confirm, but I didn't make the final cut for the picture. Just so everybody knows, we're lying. He is not related to Chad Kruger, but it's a funny thing, and we like to do funny things, even if it's not funny. I do. I can tell you, I've we're, stopped in Hannah for gas and treats and stuff forever, and I would always tell my kids about about. Um, the fact that Nickelback was from there. Bit of a flyover town, but they produce some pretty good music. They're almost related to me, which is pretty cool. And uh, I, I, I think we probably could have kept the lie going a little bit longer. I would have liked that. I was mm, having fun with it, as no. you could tell. But uh, you shot it down pretty quick. We got some well, stuff to Well, I don't want to, you know, so I, I mean, that. I saved my lies for the big stuff, you know. And, um, and I'm just small potatoes. Well, you know, I mean, one day you'll walk in here and fire me, but we're not there yet. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I like Nickelback. I don't, I don't, I don't know their songs that well. But I know that that there's a it's weird with famous people, not that I know a ton of them, but um, I used to work with Ron McLean when Ron McLean was program director at CKRD in Red Deer and he did the television sports and sometimes the weather. And then he got a job at two and seven and then he went to Hockey Night in Canada and I was thrilled for him. But a lot of people weren't. And that I think is just the way of the world when you know somebody and then they become like, you know, right now. I have nothing but good feelings towards Declan. But when he becomes, like, very famous, then maybe I'll feel differently about it. Maybe I'll call and he won't answer the phone. Oh, not that guy. Oh, my God. I sat in West Edmonton Mall in a room with him for, like, five years, and he wouldn't even give me the time of day, and he left two minutes after the show. He never even said goodbye sometimes. It wouldn't be like, wow, I used to know this guy, and he's made it huge. I'm definitely taking this call. It would, there wouldn't be any of that. It would just be sour grapes the whole way I'm, through. I'm calling you, and you're not answering. That's the premise I'm putting together. I'll always pick up when you call. Lion liar. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, okay. Back to the shoe. The lineup looks interesting tonight. Uh, Jason Greger tweeted it out, and then he did some tweaks. It looks like this is pretty much an NHL lineup. They're They're going to run with... All of the heavy hitters, all of the heavy earlys, they're there. And DeHarnay won't play. Not sure about who else draws out among the defensemen. And it looks like of the 13 names they had, that it's um, Yanmark who won't play. So that means like Hyman, Brown, Dreisaitl, Fogel, McDavid, Nuge, Kane, Lavoie, Holloway play. Maybe Broberg, Nurse, Gleason, C.C. Bouchard play. Not sure about Kemper, Deneen, and Stuart Skinner starts. That's pretty good lineup, got to say. Looking forward to waivers. Have we seen anything on the waiver wire? D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D. Anything on the waiver wire? Everyone from yesterday cleared waivers, according to Elliot Friedman. That means that Docker cleared. I don't understand. That doesn't make sense to me. Somebody's going to take a shot at that guy. I, don't, I do not understand. Well, that's why you're not an NHL GM, Low Tide. 
because you don't understand. Jurgen Klopp is not a comedian, but he sounded like one today when he said Liverpool's match versus Tottenham Hotspur should be played again after the VAR error. What are the odds they're going to replay that game, young Declan Kruger? Well, I don't know how, how often soccer replays games when, when situations like that occur. I, I wouldn't be able to comment with any real accuracy. My first instinct Never. would be they won't. The one thing I do think of is Thierry Henry's handball in the World Cup qualifying against Ireland that was very blatant, was missed, and Vieira was added shortly after. They never replayed that game. Uh, I don't know why they would do it now, but again, I don't think I could really give an accurate reading on it. Well, this is not the answer I wanted. I wanted, don't want worry, the, low tide. It'll be fine. So I could have, sorry, I should have just led with that. I would have saved, saved us both a lot of time. Well, and, and the, the, the listener, too. I mean, the That's listeners out there going, here they go again. Over they don't want to hear me rambling. You know, talk about the Oilers some more. 76ers camp, Nick Nurse. James Harden is coming to the camp. It's going to be wonderful. Nick Nurse wanted to get away from the media spotlight, so he left Toronto to go to Philadelphia. Mm. What could go wrong? I think Harden's got a point. That's the problem I have. Like, I'm not one of those guys who always says, well, the owners and management are right. And right, I think Harden was told something, and then they pulled it back. And that's not fair. And I don't care. I do not care how much the guy makes. That's not the point. The point is, you got to be straight up with people. Are you an honest broker? Like, if you go in and you say, I would like to order this meal that costs $86, and then you only have 82 that's not right. It's not fair. Not how it should be. You would not do that. I would not do that. And I'm always on the side of the players in this situation. I mean, now, it's more of a player versus owner thing for me. This is player versus GM. But James Harden was more or less tongue-in-cheek promised something. It hasn't been delivered on. I don't care that he makes $50 million a year. Amen, brother. You can't turn back on that. And I want all the players to get paid all the time. It's like if I, I know I make like gobs of money here. But and if I was promised a parking spot, you'd you'd stand up for me. Yes. I know you would. Absolutely. No, I was not promised a parking spot. But that's okay because there's four trillion of them just outside. Yeah, there's quite a few. But because of that lack of parking spot, you're not going to turn into the James Harden of the office. No, right? I was the okay. James Harden of the office long before the parking lot. <laughs> okay, that wasn't the catalyst. No, All no, right. no. Uh, NFL. This is Friday the Athletic, which is what I use. The Pecking order of the top teams. 49ers, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Chiefs, Cowboys, Lions, Ravens. I like that. I do not think the Eagles are better than the 49ers, but I think they're significantly better than the Cowboys, so I like that three AFCs are between the two. Three AFC, AFC teams. And the Lions are, I don't know. Are the Lions real? I don't know. I'm not sure. But they're ahead of the Ravens. They're one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. I think that's okay. Seventh is okay, right? Not bad. I think the Lions are for real. I think they're going to win the. I think they're going to win the NFC North. I think they have a good team. Their defense looks a little bit better every game. Ben Johnson is a great offensive coordinator. He schemes well for Jared Goff's strength. I think they're for real, and I think seven more than appropriate. All right. Well, I I, I feel good about that. I just read something where somebody is offering free fruit and booze, and I'm not going to read it, but that's a nice text to get, especially when you're 26. That's not bad at all. I will be reading that one. (laughs) Oh, doctor. You young people today and your ways. All right. um, It's 1213. I got a couple of minutes here. We have Ian Harrison from the Associated Press on the way. I'm going to do this. I don't know how far I'm going to go, but I want to talk to you. 
So COVID shots are available October 16th at my pharmacy. I will be there. I believe in science and I believe in medicine and I believe in grass over AstroTurf and two of the three are covered in the COVID shot. So I'm going to get it done. And as we get farther into the fall, if we continue to get higher numbers, I will wear a mask everywhere. And I will do that for you and and for me. And I won't enter into rooms that have a lot of people who uh, have have that kind of issue. And I will I won't isolate, but I will be very careful about where I am and who I am at things with. If it comes to that, that's my decision to do that. And I know I say that because I'm going to go over to the text machine in a minute and see that I'm woke and all these other things. And I just thought it would be a good time to talk about this. You know. Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter are a family time. And I know that there are fractures in families. There are in my family. And they have gotten worse since about 216 to now. Part of it is COVID and the, the um, don't we call it the shot, they call it the jab. And the word woke is just like very famous now for no real reason. But I think that we're at a point now where we have to start to... I'm not suggesting if you are vulnerable or you haven't had your recent shot, you should put yourself in danger. I'm not suggesting that. But what I am suggesting is that that we can find some common ground and we can be friends again and we can be family again. And maybe we can even bake bread, break bread again and bake it too. I, I think it's time. I just think there's so much anger... And, you know, I have I have friends who do not agree with me, who will not be getting their COVID shot. And I have, over this year, reached out to them. And it was really driven home to me when a very important person in my family did a great thing when my wife was ill. And that individual and I disagree about a lot of things. But in a moment when I needed him, in a moment in crisis, in the worst day of my life, he came through for me. And that's love. And that's family. So maybe reach out. I'm not saying drive over there. I'm not even saying bake a pie. I'm just saying make a phone call. And so what? It has to be you to be the first to do it. That means you're mature. And if if this is missing you and you're never going to do it, that's fine. But if you're my age and there's somebody out there that you're sort of thinking about right now, and maybe you'll go through the whole holiday hurting because you haven't talked to them, pick up the phone. Send an email, or if you're comfortable, drive over to their work. And and I think you'll be surprised because love is love and family is family. And this is a time when we all should get together. I've said my piece, and I will move on. I like the show today because we have two guests. They're brilliant. Ian Harrison from Associated Press. We're going to talk Blue Jays. And Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey of the Edmonton Journal. And the reason I like these guys is because they're very smart. We're going to talk very specifically about issues. Thank you to the CBC for the pronunciation. And there are many. You know, Jack Campbell looks good. I want McCurdy to talk about that. These injuries that are piling up on the defensemen, I want to talk about that. Ian Harris, I want to talk to him about the base running last night. I want to talk to him about the 60 seconds after Vladdy got the hit in the eighth and what could have been done better. And... If the season ends today, does anybody pay? And that's with Ian Harrison next. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. <laughs> it's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Cruising towards the long weekend. I'm liking it. The weather's nice. It's going to be very nice, apparently, on the weekend. Although I also heard it was going to be cold starting tomorrow. 
So I don't know if I like the weatherman or not, but we'll find out in the next few days. Joined now by Ian Harrison from the Associated Press. Ian, I'm still not over the Rick Monday home run, so you can imagine how I feel about the 60 seconds after Vladdy hit his double. Uh, what happened there, and and do we want to rethink our choices for the Blue Jays' bats coming up after Vladdy? Well, we certainly want to focus on doing everything we can to drive in some runs, uh, because one is probably not going to be enough to get it done. Uh, yeah, the, you know, the... the I think what happened is pretty much what we saw through most of this regular season, which was an offense that uh, is not really sweeping all before it, but is, you know, uh, maybe a little challenged at times in grinding out at bats or being selective or, you know, situational hitting, maybe not the strongest forte of the 2023 Blue Jays. I don't think that's going to be put on their tombstone. So yeah, they're they're immediately back into a corner here in this uh, in the, these wildcard series. They happen fast, uh, and and if they can't uh, if they can't get some hits today against Sunny Gray, which is a pretty tall order, then then it's all it's going to be all she wrote. So uh, so yeah, if the offense the offense really needs to show up today, even if it's you know just a couple of big hits, that might be enough in a in a tight game. Gosman wasn't bad. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't great. He, he wasn't, wasn't bad. <laughs> and, and if they yeah. get like if they get the same outing today, I mean, do they have to be better than that on the mound than they were yesterday? I would think so. I mean, I I, I confess that uh, that the, the specter of Sonny Gray out there is uh, is is kind of you know is scaring me a little bit. I know Halloween is coming up and. Uh, Maybe I'm just jumpy, but, uh, you know, I, I have a bad feeling that, that Sonny Gray could just carve up this lineup today. And so, you know, I mean, yeah, you saw yesterday basically two runs was enough. Three runs was, was more than enough. Um, I, I, I'm expecting a, a similar kind of game today. You never know. I mean, we all remember the, the wackiness start to finish in game two against the Mariners last year. There were a lot of runs in that game, and maybe maybe that's the way things go today. But, uh, you know, my, my guess is it's going to be another tight one, and that puts a lot of pressure on Jose Perrios to keep it close as long as he can. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, Gosman didn't get lit up, but he was far from his best. He missed a lot with, you know, couldn't couldn't uh, find the, the bottom of his own consistently. And, uh, uh, you know, two mistakes really just – that was that was two, two mistakes too many. I, I, I want to be careful with my wording here, Ian Harrison, in Associated Press. I'm giving this to you because I don't want to address it. <laughs> How upset should fans be over the Bichette base running uh, play? Uh, yeah, it was not great. I, uh, you know, you would, by and large, I think the sort of smart baseball play there is let the next guy try to drive you in. You know, it took... An exceptional throw from Carlos Correa to get Bo there, and and you know I think if if the throw is is not is not uh, online, then there's a, a reasonable chance he scores. But the the sort of risk reward calculation there, uh, it is just does not favor him. I think you know uh, I know that runs that runs have not been easy to come by for this team, and the value of getting one there would have been big. Um, and, and, you know, and, and like I say, I think it, it took a special play from a pretty special player to, to make the out there. But regardless, this, you know, uh, I, I think that a little bit more caution would have been warranted and, and uh, a little 
a little less uh, aggressiveness might have uh, might have turned into something more more profitable. So yeah, there's there's a reason to be a little beefed there on on Bo's decision to go. I think that's fair. Um, all year, like last winter, I was talking about they need lefty bats, and they got a couple. And then all year, I was like, okay, these home run bats are gonna they're gonna land here soon. But the Twins had fifty more, and they're 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 sort of marbled through the lineup. And you know, we talked about runs. One of the things you like to do is to get on base a little more, and I understand that the teams are teams, and I do think the Jays tried to improve this year. But if 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 this ends now uh, today, is that what is that what they're going to be looking for all winter? Is some power in the bat again? I would think so. I mean, you know, certainly as you say, like this team, I believe is 18th in the majors in home runs, the bottom third, basically. You know, I mean, they were very conscious of the fact that the offseason moves they made last winter were trading run creation for run prevention. And, you know, yeah, by and large, that, that was sort of that that played out successfully. You know, Dalton Varsho came in and was the best defensive left fielder in baseball. Kiermaier has been an exceptional defender, obviously. The pitching has been tremendous, uh, you know, in spite of the, the absence of Manoa. So, you know, what what the Blue Jays got and in uh, acquiring Bassett and, and the moves they made in the years prior have really built that team. Um, you know, I think it's it's sort of a combination of, of not having that true middle-of-the-order bat and whether that played into, you know, a disappointing season from Vladdy or, or that might have happened regardless of who was sitting behind him. But, you know, those, those two things together, you just didn't have the kind of pop in – three, four, five that, uh, that you know, you, you hoped you might get and that other teams have around you. Um, it's just it's not been there really at any point consistently for the Blue Jays this year. And I think, uh, as, if I'm not mistaken, Vladdy did end up leading the team with like 23, 24 home runs. And, 26. You know, 20, I'm sorry, there you go. So, uh, but, you know, even that number, in even in this day and age of baseball, it seems pretty paltry for a an American League first baseman to lead his team with. So uh, it just has not really, you know, there's, there's some, there's what, five guys in and around 20 probably, but, but that, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think maybe everybody in the twins lineup has double digits and uh, yeah, they, they were, they were, they were leading the American league, I believe in, in home runs this season. So uh, just, just different, uh, different outcome, different performance at the end of the day. And yeah, so sort of back to your original point, you know, I mean, it's. I guess it'll be a, a question of sort of finding the path that does that gives you the best of all those options. Get someone in who can uh, add some thump while not really sort of having to uh, yield too much on on what you've you've gained in the defensive side and in the pitching staff and so on. Just uh, finding getting that balance, tweaking that balance just a little bit more this winter will be the the, the challenge for Ross Atkins and company. Get Fred McGriff back. That'll help. Ian Harrison, our guest from from Associated Press. He okay, looks like he can play. I, that's what I was thinking. Is that you know the the crime dog still got it right? I bet the I bet that we swing should, goes through yeah. beautifully, right through the strike zone, right? We should all age so gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's always a favorite of mine. Okay, um, I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Schneider, Shapiro, uh, Atkins—they're all safe, right? I think so at this point. Um, you know, I mean, 
like I said, I think, you know, the, I don't I don't see where John Schneider has put too, too many feet wrong this season as, as manager of the Blue Jays. Uh, I don't think that Mark Shapiro has anybody breathing down his neck after, you know, executing the first stage in a pretty successful stadium renovation and seeing attendance go back over 3 million for the first time in six years. And, and you know, the, the next stage coming this winter is probably going to, uh, brighten up that ballpark a little more and certainly brighten up the bottom line when you start charging whatever charges to get in those fancy restaurants behind home plate. Um, you know, Ross Atkins is arguably the, the person most vulnerable, but nevertheless, I think, I, I don't think that he should feel too anxious about his status. Had the Blue Jays missed the playoffs, maybe it's a different story. If they do lose today, you know, that's not great. But I think, like I say, you know, the, the sort of the extent of the success they did have, you know, the success in, in turning this team, which was not a great defensive team last year. Obviously, there's been market market improvement there. The pitching staff that that they have built is clearly a very good pitching staff, and, and they deserve credit for what they've done there. You can quibble about what happened in the off season or what didn't happen at the trade deadline this year, uh, and you know, certainly those are those are worthy complaints. But uh, I don't think that it adds up to a, you know firing change of change of personnel decision in the general manager's seat yeah i i think it's a year where there's a lot of angst because the the yankees and the red sox were so poor and you you think well if they're out then then the jays are loaded for bear but the orioles and rays you know to kind of change the the script a little bit but 89 wins uh they they were up and down like a yo-yo they, they I, I remember that the you know I, I go back to that that sweep by texas and and it seemed to ignite them but but it's almost like they just don't have enough they don't have enough wood they don't have enough bats and and i i get that and and i like i like their defense don't get me wrong but it, i guess it comes down to if you have so much leather but you can't win ball games in what is a pretty high octane offensive world in the american league then is it worth it yeah, I you know I, I you're right. I mean that uh, and it's the same story in Seattle. You know that's that's kind of how they they felt and they were one win different. And you like you think how uh, you know how fine the margins are there. Like you know that as you reference that Texas sweep. If Texas doesn't leave Toronto and then subsequently get swept in Cleveland while the Jays are sweeping Boston, you know maybe maybe that just leaves the Blue Jays one game short at the end of the day. Um, so, you know, they, the, basically the Blue Jays got in the playoffs with basically the fewest number of wins possible. They, that was the kind of knife's edge that they, uh, lived on for, for several months, you know, uh, effectively, there was never really a time that they kind of looked like they were, a, a, you know, out and out, we're going to the playoffs, we're, we're, we've, we've got this locked down. And that situation never really took hold, and and uh, and yeah, it was a bit of a, a tumultuous ride for for fans as they as they kind of you know limped and stumbled and and watched their rivals trip over themselves a little bit to help them out down the stretch. So, absolutely, I think you know the, the uh, I think baseball fans in general like to see their teams put up some runs. You know, it's nice pitching and defense might win games, but. Uh, uh, you know, everyone loves the long ball and uh, and and being able to beat up on teams and, and feeling good about your offense instead of having that you know gnawing feeling in your stomach when your team needs to score one or two runs late in a game and wondering how they're going to mess up chances. Uh, nobody likes that. So uh, uh, yeah, offense 
and, and consistency in offense and whether it's changes in approach or personnel or both, that, that seems to be, uh, you know, what will kind of be the focus whenever this postseason run ends. Ian, I know how time is so tight for you, and we so appreciate you coming on in the middle of this series when you don't have many hours. Thanks so much. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. All right. Ian Harrison from the Associated Press. Those guys are like afternoon games. You got to write, you got to follow, you got to cover, and then you're back up again to do it again today. I bet he's on no sleep, in the words of Kramer from Seinfeld. We don't work that hard. I show up 10 minutes before the show, play a little solitaire on my computer, come in here, yammer away for two hours, and I'm gone before you had done the sports update. That's because you're a pro's pro. You oh, know how to do it. You have the system down, been doing it for decades. You it's have the because formula. people want to yell at me, but by the time they think of it, I'm gone. Yeah, you're like Batman just out the back door onto the next one. <laughs> Very slick of you. You know, you know, I really am not like Batman. I'm more like Mr. Magoo. You're kind of like a mix of Batman and Alfred. You know what I mean? <laughs> the cunning of Batman with the mannerisms uh, sure. of Alfred. Well, I'll take that. I like yeah. Alfred, too. He's oh, he's the, great. I like the way he wears his glasses. That's, the, that's when you know you've come from money, mm-hmm. when you can wear your glasses that way. Low Tide, uh, that Jays team is too fragile to get the same pitching as yesterday. If they go down two zip in two innings, their tent will fold for the next seven innings. Game, set, match. Maybe. Could go the other way although they're facing a really good pitcher. I like what Bo did last night trying to score. He's at least trying to spark the team and make something happen. The rest of the team doesn't uh, seems to sleepwalk through the game. That's Allen from Barhead. Nice area. Todd from Bonneville. Not a chance, low tide. You can suggest all you like, but that is not happening with me and my family. You're entitled to your position, as am I. Yes, that's true. But I, in fairness to me, Todd, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to people out there who were thinking about maybe reaching out. And if you don't want to reach out, that's fine. You can live your life and, you know, that's fine. But I was talking to the folks who, who are maybe thinking about it. Brett Murray on waivers today. Bob Stoffer mentioned his name recently. You know, just because Bob mentions names... Doesn't mean we have to text them into the show, you know. I mean, just saying, you know. I mean, Bob suggested his name. That's fine. Brett Murray's on waivers. That's fine. But I mention people on waivers all the time, and they never get claimed by anybody. Now, if this Brett Murray fellow gets claimed, Bob gets all the credit. It just seems unfair. I could have mentioned Brett Murray. I mentioned lots of people who never get claims on waivers. All the time. I mention all the time, I am actively, actively mentioning Raphael Lavoie being claimed on waivers every day. I don't get any credit. Oh, it just seems unfair to me. Can we get somebody to text over to Bob that I mentioned some guy's name? I think that's what the next step will be. Low Tide, my brother invited me to Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday. That's good. That's my point. You're brothers. You know, and you're never going to agree. You, you know, I got news for you. You didn't agree on everything before. You didn't. And that's like enough. Enough of this divisive stuff and everybody, you know. And I mean, there's some powerful forces in the world. Um, governments, uh, individuals, companies who are sort of 
exacerbating this and feeding the rage. And I just don't think it's healthy. I just don't. I, it isn't good for anybody. You know, anger is not is not good for mental health. And I'm all about mental health. Oh, uh, we got a question for you, Declan. We can take this and then we'll take a break, okay? We've got a, um, I believe, MMA question. Is that an MMA question? It is. It okay. certainly is. Declan Miocic first Jones. Who you got? What do you think about Fury overlooking in Ghana? Miocic first Jones for the heavyweight championship of the world going at UFC 295 in November. For anyone who didn't know, listen, Stipe has not fought since March of 2021 when he got knocked out by Francis Ngannou in the second round. John Jones, I think, is the goat of goats. Now, it is Stipe's natural weight class. He is a natural heavyweight as opposed to Jones who had to put on the weight to get to that weight class. But I think Stipe, he's been through the ringer it'll be two and a half years since he's fought john jones is fresh he's younger he has more miles on him but i just think it's a tough out for stipe i think john jones is too skilled i don't think stipe is the stipe when we saw him knock out fabricio verdum in uh, in brazil to win the heavyweight title when he defended it against junior dos santos alistair overeem all those guys that was many moons ago stipe's been through the ringer it's tough to take punishment at heavyweight he got knocked out by one of the hardest hitters in in the world in his last fight has not fought since then so i think it's going to be i think it's going to be the john jones show when those two meet my dream in life has always been somebody to walk over to me and say you're gonna have to gain weight to make this you know yeah fight well he took three years off to put on just the weight i don't know if he so needed good to. i would think- live for that just bring the spaghetti <laughs> i'll tell you when to stop some people think he was out because of a usada violation which may have been the case i'm not sure that's well there that's is up that. to speculation i mean you took all of my information i got nothing left to say as far as the next one i'll make this one really quick so like you said we have to get the break what do i think about fury look overlooking Nganu? I think he deserves to overlook him. He's a world class. Bo- he's a world class boxer fighting an MMA brawler in a boxing match. I don't think he has anything to worry about. There's a reason he signed for the Alexander Usyk undisputed fight only two months after. Francis Ngannou was not a boxer. Does he hit as hard as Deontay Wilder? Probably so, not. So you say? Well, I mean, you know, the proof is in the pudding. We, we've seen <laughs> matches like this before. I'm going to try to say something that makes you come over here and punch me. Because if we're talking MMA, shouldn't that be the way? We and every time we talk about it, you come over and. You, down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. No, I would I would left hook it. Like Gennady Golovkin, Matthew Macklin. So you've already fantasized about this, haven't you? Not with you per se, but just anyone who gets in my way. <laughs> I rage I, in the cage. I think I stumbled my way through this one a little bit. I you over, did great. I over-explained a little bit, but I think John okay. Jones, younger, fresher, better overall, his fight to lose. Young men over-explain everything. That's okay. We love you for it. Don't worry. Thank you. Okay. The text line is on fire. You're mad at me. I love it. And you're happy with me. And I love that more. 833-401-1440. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. That's in uh, honor of uh, Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn from the uh, movie Major League, which is a classic baseball movie. What's your favorite baseball movie? Do you have one? Do you know about baseball? Do you know about baseball movies? My favorite baseball movie is The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. But if that's a little too juvenile, I'll say Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams is my favorite. If you build it, they'll come. Yeah, I, Classic. I, I remember... Um, I just remember that movie. I remember going to the movie. I remember the Moonlight Graham thing. And I just remember... I just remember really loving that movie because it was very... Um, it was. It was... It was it was like baseball. There's there's a certain lore about it, and that movie kind of reflected that. I loved uh, Moneyball, although I didn't watch it for a long, long time. Um, 
Major League is a classic movie. Um, there was an old movie. The Natural is a great movie. The Natural is a truly great movie, as is 42. There was an old movie, um, Bang the Drum Slowly, which is from maybe 73 or so. And it's a very sad movie. And um, it, it's... Uh, it's, I don't remember seeing Michael Moriarty in a movie before then. And it's a really good movie. De Niro's in it, too. And um, it's a really good movie. Bang the drum slowly if you ever want to watch a movie that you probably haven't watched about baseball. Hardball is good with Keanu Reeves. I don't think I've seen that. I have, and I didn't think it was that good. Okay, well, it then like, it's not. The, we, the show doesn't like it. I, he, he, he becomes like an inner city baseball coach, I believe, but he has some trouble with the mob or the mafia, like he's oh, running like from would. something. No. Yeah, I don't know. I think I saw it, honestly, in like health class or like maybe like gym class in like Were junior high. Were you paying high attention, when, young man? Like, I mean, because I, I love you, but I feel like you're, you're after the $700 shoe purchase thing, I don't know if yeah. I can trust you like I used to. No, and that's, that's completely fair, but I think I might gain your trust back with this one a little bit because I don't believe I heard you mention Moneyball. That one's up there. Phenomenal I did movie. mention Moneyball, oh, no, and it didn't. hurts me that you didn't hear oh, me goodness, say that. It took me a long time to watch it. Do you listen to like every third word? What's going on over there? No, I think I listen to every like one point seven words. <laughs> so like, if you string together if, the point sevens, they equal two words. If I go over there and find out you're eating chips and watching Japanese game show like Connor Halley did back in the day, there's oh. gonna be trouble. Well, he's the worst. But no, I'm over here. I'm working hard. I'm getting stuff set up for the podcast. I'm re- replying to the text line. I'm making the show go. I'm doesn't putting some, the oil in right now. Doesn't some kid get shot and killed in hardball? Yes, really? I think he does, actually. Again, it's been a while since I've seen it. I, Good who, Lord. What kind of shows are you watching? How old were you when you watched this? I think we honestly watched it on like a win. Like it was a in it was a gym your class. Health, your, your teacher said this is a movie. <laughs> I think watch. it was honestly like we couldn't go for our gym class because it was too snowy outside. And we were supposed to do a field activity in junior high and they put on that movie. I, I think that's honestly what it was. Or it was like a health class or something. Was your teacher kind of a little off, like a little out there? No, I we we so I went to I went to Vimy Ridge. So it was the academy program and it's gifted. No, not at all. And then <laughs> that was a different program that I did the first two years there. But what it was basically was like you would go out and do sports all afternoon. And I think this was one when we were scheduled to be outside, couldn't do it. So they said, we got to get these kids to do something. And they threw on hardball. Okay. We watched Moneyball in that exact scenario as well. Different time. No. Well, Moneyball is a very good movie. I didn't watch it for years because I, I, I'm not, I'm, I, people think I'm nice, but I'm not. And, and so Moneyball comes out the book and everybody's telling me to read it. I don't have to. I saw Whitey Herzog with the Cardinals. I know what happens. And then the movie came out and people said, you got to watch the movie. You got to watch the movie. You got to watch the movie. I'm like, I don't have to. I saw Whitey Herzog with the Cardinals. I saw him do Moneyball. Whitey Herzog was named the the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals in 1980, I believe it was, or 81. And he took time off that year. It was 80. He put Red Sheendies behind the, the bench as the manager and he took off. He was looking for outfielders who could run down triples and catch them before they became triples in Bush Stadium. And he found Willie McGee for nothing from the Yankee system. That's Moneyball. So I didn't have to watch it. I knew it. But then when I watched the movie, I loved it like you love something that you were born to see or to 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 have wash over you. I loved it. I loved What's His Doodle, the chubby guy. I love that. That's me in any movie I've ever done. That's the movie I'd like to do. 
me doing that, where he's like, like the expert. <laughs> what do we care? We don't care about that. We care about on-base percentage. What's the name of the guy who helped out? Jonah Hill? Yeah, thanks. I know I'm not up with the chubby guy. Is not the way you want to refer to a movie star, but that's all I had. Low Tide, not a sports take, but I just wanted to say I love hearing your voice again. Thanks to everyone at 1440 for being back on the airwaves. Happy Thanksgiving to the 1440 crew. Mark from Estevan, Saskatchewan. Have you ever been to Estevan? I have, yeah. It's where my grandpa was born. So nice. we went nice. there. Um, we went there for his funeral wasn't there, but his burial was. Okay. So I went there for his burial. Got you, to check out the town. Another flyover town right up there with Hannah, Alberta. But uh, Do you think that we should be sponsored by like tourism Saskatchewan or the Saskatchewan we, government or something? Do I ever? As much as we talk about it, I think you we should. You're damn right. And we got lots of listeners from there. At least give us a free trip to Moose Jaw, you know? Like, if I had one place I would like to go to, I love Turtle Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Moose Jaw is great. If we could do the the underground stuff there, yeah. I would go do that for sure. The air show is there very well, yeah. very good as well. My dad is a cabin owner in Saskatchewan at Walker Lake, and it's a uh, it's nice. A nice country out there. So nice. a lot of love for Saskatchewan. Well, there's great lakes in Saskatchewan. Bull Durham, you bet. Halo Tide Trouble with the Curb is a great baseball movie. Clint Eastwood. Cheers. There's a movie I can't remember the name of it. There's a there's a guy and a girl, and they I think he's a scout. I don't remember the name of it, but it's really cute. I remember that. I don't know what it's called, but I do remember it. The Fan is a great baseball movie. Bull Durham, Major League, The Rookie, A League of Their Own, which we had not mentioned. Okay. I don't know if you've ever done text lines, if you're listening, but stuff comes in and it's all of a theme and you're on the theme. And then somebody says, yeah, one time I was walking at 3 a.m. And then and you read it and you're like, what the hell is this? And so you pass on it, but it takes a second. That's why there is a delay. Was Hardball a new version of Bad News Bears from Black Eyed Blake? No, no. What about Mr. 3000? Great baseball movie. I didn't like it. I didn't see it. So I didn't like how we finished with. So basically the premise of the movie, if you want me to spoil it for you. Please do. He 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 gets to 3,000 hits and then just walks away, leaves the club. He basically builds this brand on his Mr. 3,000 moniker. Finds out due to a stat correction, he only had 2,997. Comes back at like age 40 to try and get to 3,000. And then ends up finishing his career with 2,999 <laughs> to, for the good of the team. Like he becomes a team player. That's the morale of the story. But I hated it. I hated that he finished one short. I wanted him to get back to 3,000. That is a milestone. And I hated that he didn't do it. Can I tell you a story? about about my life that is kind of goofy but I never thought it would come up but but um it bothered me that Glenn Anderson start, start stopped at 498 goals yes right just stay around you know the owners would have signed him for two goals and he would have played every home game until he got it but Glenn Anderson because he was a little different and I don't I'm not being trying to be cute about it he was he was he was absolutely his own soul and he was a free spirit, and God love him. He was a wonderful hockey player. But I don't know how come he stopped at 498. I think he stopped at 498 so he could say, I stopped at 498. And I, I just, I, don't, I reject that as a reason, even though he's his own man and he can do whatever he wants. I agree. I like when the players hit the milestones. There's something to be said for that. That's history. Yeah. Turtle Lake Lodge, Saskatchewan, reporting in today and every day, low tide. It's so good. Thanks for the shutout. I, I, I 
Go there. You will be a. You'll drive. You go. You turn left at Maidstone. You drive down to. Uh, um, you have to take a um, ferry over to Turtleford, and then you you go over, and then it's right there, and you'll go. Oh my gentle lord! I can't believe I'm here. It is so nice. One day, sir, I will own a place there, and I will fly you in so you can look at it, and then I will reject you and not come out and say hello. And then I'll have to get back on the. I guess the helicopter and go home uh bad news bears yeah that was a huge movie in i think 77 i re- i love the remake as well with billy bob thornton it was remade i've like, not seen it i like billy bob thornton though. yeah it was remade in like 2005 it was basically it was like it was a straight remake like shot for shot kind of thing yeah. um but i thought it was really funny i like sling blade mm-hmm. yeah I like well that movie. yeah no that's a that's just a good movie i drove people nuts <laughs> with that sound I just think of, shut up we saw the movie. I didn't care. <laughs> Save for the baseball. It's a great movie. Yeah. Trouble with the Curve is the one with the scout and the girl low tide. Okay, then I've seen that movie and I really liked it. Who's the girl in Trouble with the Curve? I really liked her. Amy Adams. Oh, hello. That's exactly right. That's the movie I saw. Cute as a button. Real good movie. Okay. All right. Well, we still have a little bit of time. Okay. For the love of game, uh, of the game, great baseball movie. Kevin Costner did four baseball movies. What's the one with uh, MacGyver? No, not MacGyver, with Tom Selleck. What's the one he did? Oh, I feel like I can picture the poster of the movie. Yeah. It's like him holding a baseball bat like inside a logo, but I, I don't know what it's he called. He actually had an at-bat in a preseason game with the Detroit Tigers. Did he really? Oh, this is a good line. We're going to leave with this, and then we'll take a break. I thought Casino was a great baseball movie. Not sure Joe Pesci liked it much. Darren and YYC. That did you see that movie? Casino? Yeah, I've seen Casino. Do you know what happened with the baseball bat in Joe Pesci's head? Oh yeah. Yeah. Giddy up. That was uh they you know, if you put if you put out Godfather four, I think you could have any violence in that movie and people would accept it. Even after Godfather three, you still think the troops would rally? People have warmed up over time to Godfather three. Yeah. I never th- liked it because there's a lot of stuff in there that wasn't true to the first two, but I've seen it since a standalone, and I, I think it's better than I thought it was. I think maybe if you view it in that sense, I'm sure it would be, but it, it'll forever be connected to Godfather 1 and 2, and you but, just can't beat that. Well, you can't. There's so much in that, in the, both of those movies, uh, Godfather 1 and 2, that is so good, you know, and, and to the point where, where, in all honesty, you can go through life and identify people based on what they remind you of michael sunny fredo i mean how many fredos do you know uh only two but they're both rappers and i don't actually know them (laughs) i thought you were gonna say only two connor and you but that would have been the the, maybe your line is just as good but i thought you were going (laughs) i thought you were gonna go there which would have been very funny people would have laughed at that okay Speaking of, um, Bruce McCurdy is my friend. Uh, he walks through the River Valley. This is a sports 1440. In St. Albert. Misclick. That, one, that one's on me. <laughs> my bad. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I thought guys. you were just telling me to shut up, and I'm looking at the time. Uh, anyway, he's coming up at 1 o'clock, and I think, you know, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but I think there's a sports update on the way. This is a sports 1440 update. <laughs> Apologies for that one, everyone, but we are here with a Sports 1440 update. 
Oilers in action tonight against the Flames in the preseason game goes at 7 on Oilers Plus TV. Ryan McLeod did skate with the team this morning, but will not play today. Also, in Oilers news, Nickelback will perform during the second intermission of the Heritage Classic between the Oilers and Flames at Commonwealth on the 29th. MLB playoffs today. Jays in a must-win. That game goes just after 2.30. Jose Barrios gets the start for the Jays with Sonny Gray on the mound for the Twins. Three other games on the slate with the Rangers and Rays set to go just after one here. NFL News, Randy Gregory has been released by the Denver Broncos after signing a five-year, $70 million contract in the 2022 offseason. Gregory set to be owed $14 million by the Broncos through this season. A unique 2030 World Cup is set to be played in Europe and Africa with the surprising addition of three South American countries. Spain, Portugal bid grew to Morocco earlier this year and will now include Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay. All six teams will get automatic entry into the tournament. AJHL action today, only one game, but it is the Spruce Grove Saints in Lloydminster versus the Bobcats. That game goes at 7, and then the dub. Four games today, including your Edmonton Oil Kings versus the Blades in Saskatoon at 7 p.m. I'm Declan Kruger, and this has been a Sports 1440 Update.